0: Today on Follow Friday, we're going to talk about RuneScape, Circus Nuns, Public Radio, Friendster, Activism, Bassoons, and Tom Holland, but not Timothy Chalamet. That's in a minute with Amanda Aronchuk from NPR's Planet Money. But first, today's show is brought to you by Timber, a modern hosting platform for craft-loving indie podcasters. And when you host your show with Timber, you can also get free professional podcast reviews from industry experts. Check it out at Timber.fm. Today's show is also brought to you by Repod, the all-in-one destination for podcasters to build their community. It's a new app that gives podcasters all the tools they need to engage, monetize, and grow. On Repod, you can set up memberships for your listeners like ad-free or bonus content, listener shoutouts, merch, and more. Repod is available on the App Store and Google Play. Search for it there or go to repod.io to get started. Today is a good day to meet some new friends. Hey. Everyone make a way. A the show is a buffet of folks
1: you should know hey.
0: Eric Johnson welcome to follow Friday the podcast about who you should follow online every week I talk to creative people about who they follow and why this is a guided tour to the best people on the internet led by your favorite writers podcasters comedians and more if this is your first episode of the show please take a moment now and follow or subscribe in your podcast app it's free and you'll get fresh interviews with your favorite creators every week Today on the show is Amanda Aronczyk, one of the hosts of the iconic NPR podcast, Planet Money. You've probably listened to Planet Money, let's be real. But just in case you haven't, Amanda and her colleagues find creative, entertaining ways to make sense of the big, complicated forces that move the economy.
1: We try.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can find Planet Money wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find Amanda on Twitter at Aronczyk, which is spelled A-R-O-N-C-Z-Y-K. Amanda, welcome to Follow Friday.
1: Welcome to me. Hello. Thank you so much. This is super exciting.
0: I'm so glad to have you here. I've been listening to Planet Money for a long, long time. Uh, Maybe one of the first podcasts I ever started listening to. And uh, one of the things I love about it is it's kind of this box of chocolates approach that you all have to stories. Where I was looking at just specifically your recent stories that you've reported. You've done stories about COVID vaccine, a mysterious stop sign, mm-hmm, and how mm-hmm. the financial crisis in Venezuela affected the video game RuneScape. So it doesn't seem like you have like a very narrow beat. And I love that. Um, so I'm wondering to start off, if you could talk a little bit about, you know, you and the Planet Money team, how do you decide what to cover and how do you decide who covers it?
1: Oh, that's so interesting. The By the way, I love that you use the word iconic as opposed <laughs> to like grandpa's podcast, which is sometimes, you know, like it's an, it's like a really old podcast at this point.
0: By, by modern, yeah. By, by most standards. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like by most, I mean, it's 13, I think. So it's not like old, 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 old. It's like, you know, just become a teenager or whatever, but like, (laughs) yes, iconic. Very good. Okay. I'm pretty new to it. So I still feel like I'm like getting my planet money legs. Yeah. How do we pick our topics? I mean, it, it is, since I have been there, it is come up once in a while where it's like, shouldn't people have a beat, mm-hmm. like a thing that they focus on and maybe that would be helpful. But I think there are more people there who like the fact that they can sort of, like, do whatever they are interested in. And that's what you get to do. But i and i I tend to I do a lot of health and science stuff. like when health and science stuff comes in, that's what I have covered before. And so I feel comfortable there. And then there'll be people who, like you can tell, like Mary Childs comes from like finance background and barons and and financial times and stuff. So like we we kind of have like these circles of things that we know better. And try to lean into that a bit, but we're not forced to, like, be like, "That's your beat. You do this, and I don't get to do that ever."
0: That's Which so good. nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's your favorite uh, story that you, you've reported for Planet Money?
1: Probably that RuneScape one, the yeah. one that you mentioned. Yeah. I love that one, and that one, like, <laughs> I that one cooked on the back burner for like over a year. Really? Yeah. Mostly because it started before the pandemic, so it was hard to sell video game stories. This is like. About this old, super old video game, and uh, like the, it kind of came back in a wave of nostalgia, uh, and then it became—it's so easy, and like it really requires very little computing power. So it became like a big deal in Venezuela, and people were making real-world money off of it. And so that's basically the story. And some listener had written in, and then actually, like maybe five or six listeners wrote in, and were like, "Did you know what was happening in RuneScape with Venezuela?" So like there was like listener interest. But the pandemic happened, and so like it had to go on the back burner. And then I had also talked to NPR about going to Venezuela. Like I couldn't quite figure out how to do it without going there, right? And that was like a big question mark. Like I've never been. I don't really. I speak a little Spanish, but not a lot. And people were like, "It's really uh, like a huge security issue right now." So I got to get away with still doing it because of the pandemic, and it was fine that I was at home.
0: Yeah. And the, the story opens with you uh, taking a trip to, I, I forget the name of it, but the, the virtual world of RuneScape where you have a, a tour guide. It's, it, it's, it's very well done. It's very clever. Yeah.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Like it was fun. It was like, oh, yeah, you can travel, but you have to travel within a video game.
0: Right. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: that was great. And like they all live on Discord, which is like a great place to record people. In Discord, yeah. right? Like, yeah. there's so much happening, and they, they're they already there, so they feel comfortable there. Yeah,
0: it's a good and point. Unlike calling
1: up somebody who's, like, not used to doing what you and I are doing right now, like, being in a booth and recording and headphones and whatever. These guys are all there already, so that was super fun. I mean, super fun and also, like, tragic, right? Because- It's a sad story about Venezuela. But anyway, but the the reporting was super interesting.
0: All right. Well, let's find out who Amanda Aranchuk follows online. You can follow along with us today. Every person she recommends will be linked in the show notes and in the transcript at followfridaypodcast.com. It's Follow Friday. Amanda, before the show, I gave you a list of categories, and I asked you to tell me four people you follow who fit in those categories. Your first pick is in the category, someone who has stopped posting but needs to come back. And you said, I read my script here, deep breath the carmelite sisters of the divine heart of jesus who are or maybe were on tiktok at carmel dcj as far as i can tell yeah tell me if i'm wrong this account was run by a group of nuns in the netherlands Mm -hmm. but at some point they deleted all of their videos so they have more than two hundred sixty thousand followers on tiktok and if you go to their profile there's nothing there so so who are who are these nuns and what's the deal
1: Well, I mean, that is a good question. That is like the question. Yeah. But you asked me to figure out like, who do I follow? And I went in like, I really love TikTok. Like I have a TikTok problem is like the (laughs) funnest thing ever. I can lose hours and hours. And you asked me who I follow. And I was like, I actually don't know who I follow in TikTok. I don't know if you do this, too. But like, I literally just go in and I swim around and I see what's happening. And I just like I basically just watch what is fed to me, which is largely like people getting puppies in boxes. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Videos? Do you watch? Are you like in this zone of TikTok? I, my my, my this?
0: personal favorite this is not a TikTok thing. It's more of a YouTube thing. But it's like at Christmas where where it's like someone's either either there's a there's a dog in a box or there's the uh, returning veteran parent in a box. So th- th- those are those are reliable hits. Yeah. Oh, I've never <laughs>
1: seen the veteran parent in a box. Oh. It's a whole genre.
0: It's 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 a, it's, it's pretty saccharine. It's 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 like the kids haven't seen the parent in like months right. and months. And it's it's like, here's this gigantic Christmas box. I, oh I don't know. So. <laughs>
1: Sacred is the right word, but I don't know. There, I actually saw one the other day that was, it was an engagement TikTok and a puppy in a box. Like she got a puppy in a box and then he was standing behind <laughs> her. She's playing with a puppy and he is standing behind her, like with the ring, like waiting for her to turn. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's double. That was amazing. So anyway, so I went to TikTok to see what I follow and I only follow 51 people. Yeah. Like I, I don't follow very much. I follow Planet Money, of course. I follow a couple of my coworkers. And then I was like, I don't remember following half of more than half of these. Mm-hmm. But then, so, like, when I dug back in my list, I was like, oh, the nuns. Had you seen any of these before?
0: No, I had never heard of this account. But clearly, I missed something. Like, this was hugely popular.
1: He, it was hugely popular. And there's more. There are like, lots of nuns, I guess, that have started their own TikTok accounts. But these uh, nuns were just, like, super delightful. I don't know what to tell you. Like... You know, they have one video where they, like, they do a lot of duets, right? That's what is left that you can go see because they took down all their videos. Um, But they, like, I watched one which was, like, they this girl just asking them all these questions, like, can you wear clothes? Like, can you shave your legs? Can you, like, and they just answer all of these questions. And I remember years ago, one of the first stories that I ever worked on at at WMYC, like, whatever, a long time ago, was... Um, the Ringling brothers came to New York and they, the Ringling brothers, like their arrival was like this big deal because my memory of it was that they could never actually get the elephants into Manhattan in an organized fashion. Like they couldn't go over mm. the bridges, they were too heavy. Right. And so the whole arrival of the Ringling brothers, they like would take them through a tunnel, I think. And one of the things that they came with, they, so they would send out like all their press releases to every, all the media in New York. And one of the things that they traveled with was a pair of nuns. Huh. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. I have to go interview these nuns. Right. And so I went to Madison Square Garden, I think, was where they were performing. And I got to meet with the nuns. And I just like it's like they're living a life in the same world that you that we are in, but barely. Right. And it was like and I just remember asking them all these questions like, where are your your things? Like, where's your stuff? And they were like, Mm -hmm. we don't. I don't think you, like, we don't have stuff. Right. Like, we don't have stuff. We don't have boyfriends. We don't have, we're not worried about our hair. The reason that they were with the circus, to your question, was because they saw the circus people as a, like, what's the word? Like a wandering a kindred people. spirit? Not kindred spirits. No, no, no. Like an itinerant people. Huh. So the circus people were itinerant people traveling the land and right. like, they might need spiritual guidance that they can't get because they're on the road. They don't
0: have a community. Right.
1: I mean, the community's the circus, I guess, but like
0: right, right. a local community. Yeah. Yeah. They're so they, yeah. so the,
1: These nuns had like lived in Papua New Guinea for 15 years or something. Come back wow. and not know what to do with themselves and ended up with a circus.
0: <laughs> so back to TikTok. Yeah. So they car- Carmel DCJ. Uh. Yeah,
1: so, Carmel- <laughs> so they just I, it, it's just it's interesting to watch the world engage with them. It's interesting to watch the, them engage with the world. They're like silly and weird and funny and also like so wholesome. Yeah. You know, they're nuns. Right.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> if they, they weren't wholesome, that would be bigger news. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So,
1: you know, you said, like, who needs to come back? So I, like, went to go look at them again, and they're, like, they're gone.
0: Do you do you know what happened? Do you know why they deleted everything?
1: So I, I should have given myself more time. I phoned them, I think, yesterday. And I actually did get somebody on the phone, but, like, her, she spoke Dutch, and I don't speak Dutch. And we just had a confusing back and forth. It didn't, like... Whatever it did, We didn't go anywhere, and then I have emailed them. When you click on the link on TikTok, what you actually get is, like, a shop in yeah, the Netherlands that. that sells – Did you see that? Yeah, religious, <laughs> yeah. like, um, jewelry. So they're still out there. If I get the answer before this publishes, can I get back to you? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm like, if I had more time, I would 100% that, – that is all I would do. It'd be, like, what happened? Why aren't you on TikTok anymore? Where did you go? Like, did you guys get in trouble? You know, that's what I worry about is, like – that the order was like you guys are being too fun
0: right the (laughs) somehow being on tiktok is it's such a it's such a surreal thing i mean it's complete. it's also mind-blowing that the nuns traveling with the circus but the nuns being active on tiktok and doing things like duets like really using the platforms you know unique characteristics that way i don't know that's it's just such a strange dissonance for me where i i just never would have guessed a, that they'd be there, and B, that they would have 260,000 followers from, from being there. <laughs> Did you
1: watch the ones that you can see?
0: I only watched a couple of duets that people had posted in the past. Um, and it was, it was really funny. I mean, they, they, they were they were like doing the, the TikTok memes where like there's some yeah. sound playing and then they yeah. are like performing, acting out the sound. I mean, I, I, it was just like, <laughs> it was really cool.
1: It's cr- like they're doing the lip syncs, yes. doing all the stuff, and they're also explaining nun life. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: Okay, well, we will stay tuned for, for the mystery to be solved one day. I'll try to solve it. I'll try to solve it. <laughs> that was the Carmelite Sisters of the Divine Heart of Jesus, who are on TikTok at CarmelDCJ, albeit with no videos at the moment. It's Final Friday. Amanda, let's move on to your next follow. I asked you for someone you followed forever, and you said Stacy Vanek-Smith, who is on Twitter and Instagram at Smith, and that is spelled S-V-A-N-E-K-Smith. I think it's pretty likely that anyone who knows your work also knows Stacey, but for the benefit of everyone else, uh, who is Stacey Vanek-Smith?
1: Okay, so Stacey Vanek-Smith is the host of Planet Money's, like what we call our sister show. So they're daily. They come out five days a week. We're like bi-weekly. We do the longer things. They do the shorter things. And they do more wonk, right? That's the idea is like, it's a little more, if you really want to hear more kind of wonky economics ideas, you go to the indicator. Yep. And she has been at the Indicator or Planet Money, I don't know, I want to say six, seven years, I'm not sure. Before that, she was at Marketplace, and that is how I knew her. You know, so you said, like, I I went back to, like, look at my Twitter origin story. I'm very addicted to Twitter. I live on Twitter. (laughs) Join in the club. (laughs) Are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... and I, I'm unabashed at this point. Like for a while, I'd be like, oh, no, like I'm not really addicted to Twitter or like mm-hmm. I can leave anytime. And I'm like, I'm done with that. Like, <laughs> I love it. It is wonderful. You I've made many denial. friends. It's yep. a super positive place for me. Like I probably should cut back a little, but that's fine. Um so Stacy, so I went back to, I have like about 2,000 people I follow and I like scroll down, which is really hard. I <laughs> there must be like a better way. Like I scroll down to the very beginning and I was like, oh yeah, I think I must have joined. Do you know how old Twitter is? I couldn't find like my joining year.
0: I think it's, I think it was like 2007, 2008 when it launched.
1: Okay. Because I, I think I must have joined in 2008. Like I think I'm on year 13.
0: It, it launched in March,
1: 2006. 2006. Okay. Yeah. I think I joined in 2008. And so at that time, if I am not mistaken, Mm -hmm. I was working at Marketplace and I like, it was kind of the economic crisis like Mm -hmm. tale. And I just like started, I think I followed, so I was in the public radio world already and I followed Marketplace and I followed Stacy and I followed like some friends. And I just remember that like feeling at the very beginning where you're like, I don't know what's gonna happen here. Like, I yeah. <laughs> kind of can't. I can't even believe I am still on it.
0: This is back in the era where where the, the joke was like, "Oh, Twitter is just for telling people what you had for lunch." And so, following someone, yeah. it, was, it was a little bit of a mystery of like, what am I actually gonna get when I follow this person?
1: <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. I, 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 we were. I was on Friendster. I'm old enough to remember Friendster. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do
0: that? No, I never had Friendster. I, I missed Friendster and MySpace, but I could okay. have had them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Friendster. Like we just burned through it. Like it was super fun. And you would like put up all your information, and you'd right. like answer some silly questions, and then you were like, "Now what?" <laughs> like it kind of <laughs> ended. Um, but the fact, the fact that you can still find your Twitter record of like who you followed when, right? And partly what what I thought was it for me for Stace- about Stacey was like, uh, sh- she is a great tweeter. She is a supportive, positive person. Mm-hmm. She is like a host who is very kind and generous and nice. And is that person in real life? And is that person on on Twitter too? which is fun. She's a great retweeter. So you're also like, oh, I did something funny and Stacy like sort of has your back, um, which is great. And she knows economics at this point back and forth. I left Marketplace and I left business and economics for years and did health and science. And so to come back, she is a very good, solid person to follow who like just knows the ins and outs and is also like humorous and positive and fun and is like a great person to follow. And it also just reminded me to like, I'm on, this is like, this week is my 20th year in public radio. I got my job 20 years ago this week. Yeah. Thank you. So, which I was going to tweet, but then <laughs> I was like, I don't, it's like, it makes me so old. I kept myself from tweeting it. I was like, I just, I don't think I can take that much like crap about my age. So I'm telling you, yeah. but um, I, like we, it's like a weird thing where it's like, there's enough people in public radio and it has grown. Mm-hmm. So it's like gender, like it changes and it there's new people, but it's also like everybody kind of knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And so to like go back 13 years and be like, wow, I'm like basically my career and my friends and, and I'm like all in the tank. Like my friends are all public radio people and right, like I don't really course. have a life outside of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. And so we've all just come up together. So to like go back 13 years and be like, oh, my God, Stacey was there then. Stacy's right. there now. Like, I kind of can't believe the continuity of it. So, yeah, that's a bit of a personal follow. But I think but you won't regret it. If you follow her, you won't regret it. You'll be happy
0: with what you find. That's a great recommendation. Yeah. Is there is there something I mean, you mentioned just like that she was at Marketplace same time as you and now you're both at Planet Money slash The Indicator. Like, is there a specific type of story that she covers or a specific story that you remember she has covered that really just knocked your socks off that that, that was just like, wow, she she's really good at this.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I know from talking with her, she's like, Amanda, if you've got an idea you want to do, I there is always an economic angle. <laughs> I can help you find that.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so I want to mention another thing, if it's all right, that you yeah. said in your email to me. Which is that another Twitter account you've been following for a long time since 2010 uh, is <laughs> at NPR, and they do not follow you back, <laughs> dude.
1: They don't follow me back. NPR How? doesn't follow me back. I know. Look, and I uh, for the people who can't see this, I am drinking tea from like the world's biggest NPR mug. Right. Like, it, like I am, <laughs> and I just told you, like I'm all in the tank. I'm in the tank for NPR. and They don't follow me back. I, I think I've been following them since. If I am right, it's 2008, 2008 I mean, 2009, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just gotten to this point where like, it's super awkward. Like, what do I do now? Like, I like their stories, <laughs> I interact with them and I'm just like, it's kind of embarrassing. Like I was like, I'm in Slack now for NPR, right? I've been, Yeah. I worked at WNYC, which is not NPR. It's like a member station. Right. It's a different, you You know that, I don't know if your listeners know that or not, but like it's different. Now I work for NPR So I'm in the Slack, and I see all the people who run the social media channels, and I'm like, should I just be like, can you dudes follow me back already?
0: (laughs) It feels really really awkward, It's free to follow someone. It feels like that should just be when you sign the actual employment paperwork, like I'm working at NPR, NPR, (laughs) the proper, you know, the company. I I feel like that's reasonable to ask.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is time for you to now follow me. And they follow lots of people. It's not like one of those accounts where they follow one person. Like they follow thousands of people. I don't know. Maybe they'll hear this. Yeah. And after all these years, they'll finally follow me back.
0: Justice for Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> OK, well, m- m- memo to the NPR social media people, follow at Aronchik. <laughs> Everyone else, please follow Stacey Vanek-Smith, who's on Twitter and Instagram, at S. Vanek-Smith.
1: Eric, I really appreciate that. I hope I hope this works.
0: <laughs> I got to put them on blast. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break now, but we'll be back in a minute with Amanda Aronchik from Planet Money. Today's show is brought to you by Timber, a finely crafted hosting platform for your podcast. I tried Timber out recently and I love the clean design. It's super quick and easy to change your show settings or to look at the analytics. And when you host your podcast on Timber, you get access to an amazing private discord community called The Edit. That's where I and a bunch of other podcast industry professionals provide detailed professional reviews of podcasts from Timber users. And when you sign up for Timber, you'll get two of those reviews for free every year. Start your two week free trial today at timber.fm. That's T I M B E R.fm. Today's show is also brought to you by Repod. If you're a podcaster, you probably have something like a Facebook group or a Patreon page, but those destinations can only do so much. You need one central place for your listener community, and Repod is that. It's a new app that gives podcasters all the tools they need to engage, monetize, and grow. So it's sort of like Patreon plus Facebook groups and a podcast app. On Repod, you can set up memberships for your listeners and give them ad-free or bonus content, listener shoutouts, merch, and more. And unlike a Facebook group, Repod gives you control and ownership of your community. Repod is available on the App Store and Google Play, Search for it there or go to repod.io to get started. That's R-E-P-O-D dot Hey everyone, quick heads up. In the next segment of the show, Amanda and I are going to talk about pediatric cancer. If that is not something that you want to hear right now for any reason, you can skip ahead about seven and a half minutes. Thanks. It's Follow Friday. Welcome back to Follow Friday. Amanda, I asked you to tell me about someone who inspires you. And you said Kathy Liu, who is on was at Joey Wings org on Facebook and Joey's Wings on YouTube and Instagram. You profiled Kathy's family many years ago for a story at WNYC, which I think also ran as on All Things Considered. Um, I'll put a link to that story in the show notes because folks should go listen to it. But could you just briefly summarize what was that about?
1: Sure. So, when I was at WMYC, I was covering health and science and we collaborated with it was actually like NPR, PBS and WMYC and it was because a book had come out called The Emperor of All Maladies by Siddhartha Mukherjee and so they were going to do like this big series about cancer and I was assigned to work on it and I was like, "Oh no. This is going to be really 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 hard." And it was extre- and it was extremely hard, but it was also like I learned a ton, but I basically spent a year doing stories about cancer so in that um it was actually kind of a like a particularly exciting moment for treatments there was this new treatment these new treatments that were uh, called immunotherapy there's a few different kinds and so i had interviewed this woman who i think was a slate writer who'd had like stage four skin cancer and had like totally like interviewed her in person she's like they said i was gonna die i took this thing it was amazing i'm fine wow yeah yeah so that was like, that was kind of the, you know, the, in cancer treatment, there's always these things that people are like, there's this new miracle thing and mm-hmm. people are, it's very like, you have to be very skeptical. But this actually was a moment, kind of a breakthrough moment. So uh, I was working with Paige Cowett, who is now at the New York Times. She's an editor there and they're podcast, uh, podcasting. And the two of us were working together to do these stories. And we were looking for somebody, I can't remember I think we were looking for somebody who was, like, going to try drugs experimentally for cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we came across uh, Kathy Lou and her son Joey. And Joey was 10 and he had this kidney cancer and it was very bad. And his mother was, like, this woman who – I don't even know how to describe her. Like, the ultimate activist parent. Like – she knew everything. She read everything. She had called every doctor in the country. She And outside of the country, like she's from, originally from China. She just, like, was going to do whatever it took, mm-hmm. you know, to the extreme. And, um, you know, for better or for worse, like that was definitely challenging for the doctors. So anyway, so we decided to follow her story and I don't – it's almost like – it's not like we didn't talk about it at the beginning, but, like, I think we thought we were going to watch a miracle happen.
0: Oh, yeah. Like – Because you had already done this reporting on the the woman with stage four skin cancer. Right. So you thought, we'll see this again. Right.
1: And we and, – and it was kind of in the ether. And it is always the thing that people hope for, right, is, like, they'll right. be the one – you know, the odds are, like, whatever, 1% chance, and they'll be that 1%. Right. So, whatever. So we follow his story, and ooh, I – Traveled to Florida, I traveled somewhere else too. Like she was, at, the kid was at two different hospitals and I stayed, Whatever. I basically like um, in bed with a family, but like yeah. it gave me a lot of access mm-hmm. and you know, kid didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I still honestly think about this because it was like the worst. I just, I, I there's nothing worse. I went to a kid's funeral, Yeah, absolutely. I, I bawled through the whole thing. Like I felt like I could not have been less professional. I just, we all, everyone just wept. But it was very it was also like quite beautiful. And like Kathy had like arranged for like all the kids to let go of balloons with little cranes on it with Mm. Joey's name in it. Like whatever. She just she was amazing. And I think she knew what she was doing with me, too. Like, I think she understood that getting media attention on her son would be like a, a long term benefit. The day after the funeral, I had to like go to their house, which is like just like I don't usually have to do that kind of thing, like knock mm-hmm. on somebody's door when something horrible has happened. But we needed me to do it. And whatever, for the story, whatever the story needed that right. to happen. Right. And I went to the house and she had already like signed. She was like already kind of like, I knew this was going to happen. And I donated like she had donated like some of his organs to
0: charities. Like she just mm-hmm. had already mentally prepared for how to deal with whatever was coming next, like.
1: That, but also, like, how am I going to turn what happened to my kid into something really, like, okay and positive? Right. Like, so, anyway, so I follow her on Facebook, and I have watched her, like, now, this weekend is the seventh anniversary, like, Joey's run. They do Mm -hmm. this, like, 5K run walk where they raise money. And, like, she basically, I just watched this woman on Facebook, like, birth a charity to like for childhood cancer and to like increase research, to increase money, to like help families. And like that has been crazy. You meet these people who are in your stories Mm -hmm. and usually you don't really know what happens to them. But now you have through Facebook, like sometimes I follow a few of them or I'm still in touch with a few of them. And like anyway, just watching what Kathy has done has been kind of incredible.
0: Yeah. And uh, that charity's name is Joey's Wings. So, yeah, I mean, you see you talked about, you know, what made her so impressive, while Joey was alive, sort of the, the work she was putting in to to get out there and try and find, you know, the right experimental therapy, all of that. Um, can you talk a bit more about, like, what are some of the things she's been doing in the years since he died, you know, of, of like, the, the the inspirational things that she's been doing to, you know, honor his memory and to, to help other kids, you know, like him?
1: Yeah, I mean, that is, that is you know, because that's what you see on Facebook is yeah. it, you see very specific families, she's right. like, we have given this family X amount of money from this charity to help with x travel or treatment or whatever. Like that's great, yeah. it's which is so you see the very like, and she like promotes their stories so that they can get attention. And she's also like works very closely with researchers too to like make sure, you know, like researchers need a uh, funding to do the work that they are going to do. It's not like a meritocracy of like, oh, this disease is the worst, therefore it gets the most money. That's not how it works. Right. Sadly or weirdly or frustratingly, mm-hmm. you have to go get it if you think it's important. And so that is what she has been busy doing is like corralling resources for something that she cared a lot about and also like lost her son to, but also is like looking out for all these other
0: kids. It's, got, it's amazing. Hey, have you have you talked to Kathy in the years since? You know, we did
1: after the fact, like we were in touch. Like, I think we must have been texting. I don't know how we were in touch. So I've donated to her charity before. I haven't talked. And I I guess like maybe on New Year's, like I'll still sort of send her something like Mm -hmm. whatever. But yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't heard her voice or called her in years. But now you're making me like I think now I will because we're doing this and I'll be like, Kathy, I talked about you in this podcast. So I'm sure she'd be kind about it and happy to hear from me.
0: Well, I, I'm certainly inspired by, by, by Kathy's story. I'll be making a donation to Joey's Wings. And if listeners, uh, if any of you want to do the same, you can go to joeywings.org slash donations. That was Kathy Lou, who was at Joey Wings Org on Facebook. It's Friday. We have time for one more follow today. Amanda, I asked you for someone you don't know but want to be friends with, and you said <laughs> Dr. Benga Ajulore, who is on Twitter at Benga underscore Ajulore. And his username is spelled G-B-E-N-G-A underscore A-J-I-L-O-R-E. So Dr. Agilore is an economist who works at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. He's a senior advisor on rural development. I'm condensing his very long title. Yeah, yeah, he has very long, super long titles. (laughs) Uh, And if I did my research right, you interviewed him recently for a story on The Indicator. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So when I said I didn't know him, it's not true. (laughs) I didn't interview him. he It's kind of a weird thing. I didn't end up interviewing him, but I was in touch with him. So I sure. do know him. I do know him a little. Like sure. we, we've been on the phone a couple of times, but he's basically – I've never met him and I've never seen him in person. And – He is actually in a category of people that I assume other people have, which is like people you don't actually know, but they're your friends because you're on Twitter together all the time.
0: I see. Yeah.
1: So that is where he he's like my pandemic friend, (laughs) like and I have I think there's probably about 15 people that I would consider pandemic friends. We don't know each other, but we were like there for each other. And like we were all like watching The Mandalorian at the same time (laughs) or Loki or like... Yeah, so, we, so Benga like falls in that category. And he's just been, when you start a new beat, which is essentially what economics is for me, like I did it before, but not in depth. You need people to help you, right? So in health and science, like I went to a lot of conferences, like I went to a lot of group things where you get to meet people in person. And I have not been able to do that. Most of my time at Planet Money has been, almost all my time has been in my basement. So no conferences, no in person, whatever. And so right. it's been very hard to like, Understand the landscape, the relationships, the like, how do the academics work with the government? How does policy get implemented? Who's doing what? Like, I I don't feel like I have a handle on it yet. And so I need people like Benga, who like is my buddy. We're on Twitter. We like DM each other. And a couple of times I've gone to him and been like, who should I call for X or who should I call for Y? And he's been super helpful. Oh, that's great. And he's a good Twitter follower, like tw- a good Twitter. Like he over the... um course of the pandemic he learned to play bassoon
0: (laughs) i was gonna ask about this yeah (laughs) oh
1: you're just like that is amazing a that you like said you were gonna do it and then you did it and also like bassoon you know Mm
0: -hmm. of all the instruments (laughs) of
1: all the instruments when i was in high school i played clarinet Mm -hmm. and my husband was a sound recording engineer and when we met we were talking about like how you tell what instrument in the orchestra different people played. Like you can
0: guess.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so Eric, I'm going to, can I take a guess? Did Wait. you play an instrument?
0: Uh, very briefly. Yes. I did not, did not last very long. I'm going to guess drums. Clarinet. Clarinet! Yeah, yeah. Eric, I, come I, on! I, I, I flunked out real fast, though, so it's it, just, it doesn't really rub off for me, you know? <laughs> so you don't feel like a clarinet person? No, not at all. No? I, okay. I do have, sitting outside this room, I do have a ukulele sitting in the corner uh, where I've learned maybe three chords, two and a half, generously. <laughs> do you feel more of a kinship to
1: that ukulele than the clarinet?
0: <laughs> I guess Being so. more of a ukulele guy, yeah. I spend yeah. more okay. time with ukulele than I ever spent with a clarinet, yeah. <laughs> okay. OK, well, I, but I know I think I think I was going to ask you, you know, what you want to do if you were like closer friends with Benga, like real life. But I think <laughs> you need to put together uh, a performance of like Peter and the Wolf or something. We got it. He's got his bassoon. You know, you got your clarinet. I, I, I think this has got to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is a very good idea. Just for for the record, I yeah. don't play the clarinet anymore. Uh-huh yeah yeah no 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 so Benga would have to like i guess i'd have to pick it up again yeah and then we could have a like adults learning instruments <laughs> for the, uh kind of band yeah
0: okay well so if if you were like hanging out in real life and you weren't for some reason you know putting on a, a children's concert uh <laughs> what, what else would like what, what would be like the the next thing you would want to do to to you know be friends with him like um would you want to i don't know go somewhere would you just want to talk about something in particular
1: You know what I want to do? This is so lame. He has a drink night for Econ Twitter. Oh. (laughs) That he puts on in D.C. Oh, that's great. And that's kind of what I want. Like, I'm like, help me understand my beat better. Mm -hmm. Invite me to drinks and like, just let me listen to you guys, like talk about whatever it is. and Let me ask you, like, my favorite thing is to ask questions. Right. And I would love that. Is that like the nerdiest answer ever? Like me and my new friend are going to go to Econ Twitter night at a bar in D.C.?
0: Yes, it is. You you found it. (laughs) I really...
1: (laughs) I found it. Do I, I want to win some special award for that. So that it's like a, it's like a. He'd be like my work friend. Yeah, and that's what I'd want to go do.
0: Right. Well, yeah, so back to the the bassoon thing in yeah. his Twitter bio, Benga says uh, bassoonist parentheses as heard on NPR and Politico. <laughs> did he did he play the bassoon for you? Have you have you heard this yourself?
1: I think he must have done this for the Indicator. Like he he knows those Indicator people better than he knows me. Yeah. So I think he must have been on there. It may have been regular NPR, but I suspect the indicator must have done something with him.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and he also wears uh, Christmas sweaters. Different, like, f- like. Have you, did you see any of the
0: videos? No, I, I haven't seen his he's, Christmas sweaters. So I gotta look this got, up. He's got like lots
1: of good sweaters to wear with the bassoon. <laughs> I, I, um, and he works for the government now, so he can't talk to us as much. Oh, the, yeah. Like, do people usually tell the people? Like, do they tell the people that they f- want to follow? for your podcast like in advance of being on your podcast
0: no i used to tell people explicitly don't do that but even even though i stopped saying that people generally don't like say in advance you know
1: so yeah he's gonna be he's gonna really wonder about me now
0: (laughs) Sorry. The, the, this, I, I sometimes see like the, the follow up of people who have been recommended on the show, like talking with the folks who recommended them. Like an early episode, um, Allie Ward from Ologies was talking about how much she loved Chris Fleming, the comedian. And like after afterwards, I saw him say on Twitter to her, like, hey, Allie, let's get coffee. Let's let's hang out. Let's be friends. So,
1: I'm kidding. So maybe <laughs> yeah. I should have picked a bigger celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I should have picked. Who should I have picked who I wanted to hang out with? Um, I kind of want to hang out with Zendaya and, um, what's his <laughs> name? The Her
0: boyfriend. Uh, which Tom one she Holland. is she dating? Okay, Tom Holland. I, I mean, I, I think. It was, it, it was him or Timothy Chalamet? Is it, uh, that was the question? Not Chalamet. I
1: don't want to hang out with Chalamet. I want to <laughs> hang out with
0: Tom Holland.
1: I want to hang out with Tom Holland and Zendaya because of the their, like, um lip sync thing. Did you ever see that?
0: No, no. I want to send those? it to you. Okay, okay. It's,
1: it, Tom Holland does um Rihanna's Umbrella.
0: Oh, I have seen that. Yes, it's amazing.
1: And yes. I'm like, <laughs> I think you guys are cool. Whenever there's like dumb videos that show up of them anywhere, I go and watch them. Yeah. I should've that's who I should have recommended. Next time.
0: Now, next time. We'll have we'll have you back on the show in a year. <laughs> you. So yeah. Um, Thank is you. there anything that talking to Benga has really anything specific that comes to mind that talking to Benga has really illuminated, that has like completely turned you around on something, changed your mind on something, blown your mind in some way?
1: You know, you consume these things like like, you, I read the tweets right. and I read it and I absorb it and I read it and I absorb it, but like, uh, do I remember each one? Not really. I know he said something about, um, like he he's, his focus is rural America now. Mm-hmm. And I know he said, like, people think of it as like this place full of just white people. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that's kind of this weird take on rural America. And I remember being like, oh, yeah, that is interesting. I've heard that from a few people where it's like, that's not the case at all. And right. that's not actually where the lines fall. And that, 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 that's, that stays with me, you know. Um, that's an or important about, like,
0: myth to clear up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, that was Dr. Benga Adjulore who is on Twitter at Benga underscore Adjulore.
1: Hopefully he won't get in trouble for me having recommended <laughs> him.
0: It's a free country. It's a free country. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Amanda, thank you for sharing these follows with us today. Before we go, let's make sure listeners know how to find you online. Where do you want them to follow you?
1: At Twitter. That's where it's at. I'm never going to put anything up on TikTok, <laughs> so they should follow me at Aranchik. A R O N C Z. Y-K, uh, and that's on Twitter. Or, wait, can I also throw, I should also be, like, at Planet Money, too. Yes, please. Yes, you should also follow Planet Money, and you should follow Planet Money on TikTok. Weirdly good. I don't know what I, to tell I, you. It's super good. I,
0: I, I have I've seen the Planet Money TikToks, and I got to say, it's maybe, like, the best slash weirdest, you know, like, media account on there. It, it, it is wild. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I take zero credit. I have nothing to do with it. They. I don't know why it's so good, but they're great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> follow me on Twitter at esj, And don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app. If you like this episode, then check out the past Follow Friday interviews with Kara Swisher from The New York Times, Johanna Booyah from The Guardian, and Dave Pell from Next Draft. Follow Friday's theme music was written by me and performed by Yona Marie. Our show art was illustrated by Dodi Hermawan. Special thanks to our Big Fry patrons on Patreon, John and Justin. Visit patreon.com slash follow Friday for bonus episodes and more. That's all for this week. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to talk about people behind their backs. And when you do, say something nice. See you next Friday. Today's show was brought to you by the Lightning Pod email newsletter which is where I share my thoughts on the podcasting industry, behind the scenes updates on Faller Friday, and links to all of the podcasts that I've been working on. It's free, it's interesting, and you can sign up at lightningpod.fm/newsletter.